fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Or welcome for the first time, if this yeah. is your first episode. If this is the first episode you've chosen to listen to, you're going for a wild ride. Woo-hoo. It's going to be a fun oh, one. Yeah. It's oh, a yeah. Fun one. I can and feel it. I also just want to say welcome to the upsurge of listeners that we have been having. Really? We, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't so watch the stats you. like Detta does, I so know. it's always a happy surprise when she's like, look at this. I'm the one who does that. Yeah, yeah, we are consistently, I just want to thank you all. We're consistently over a thousand <gasps> listeners per episode. That's, so we're very happy about that. Hello, everybody. We so love you. That's so much more than the f- like 400 we were at. I know. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. yeah. We're happy you're here. And uh, if, if, if this is your first time, we always take... We love emails. We love Instagram. I am on Instagram a lot more than I am on our email, but I'm trying to get better about it. To the folks that recently emailed about being put on the newsletter, I saw you. You're on the list. To the person asking about past newsletters, I'm working out the logistics of that. You know who you are. Appreciate you. Hang tight. (laughs) That's a really great, that's a great ask. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And I love it. Yeah. Hang tight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we are still recording back April 3rd, but this is going to come out in around tax time. Mm. Yeah, around April 15th-ish or something like that. So if there have been new reviews, I really apologize that we're not shouting you out or new patrons. Sorry, we're not shouting you you out. We will. If this comes out around the weekend of... Oh, no. That's the 9th. I'm taking a... I'm dipping a toe into my old life on the 9th. What's that? I agreed to lead a frosting demonstration for a kid's birthday party that my oh, friend's kid's having. Sweet. Yeah. Literally. Wow. So here's hoping I remember how to do it. <laughs> oh, you will. I, I don't know if y'all know, Corey is just a gorgeous visual artist. Okay. Oh, you well, do. You, your hands generous. have skills. I'm good at yeah. frosting cupcakes. <laughs> and other things. And other things. Drawing and... You said you had something. Yeah. So we were gonna record this the last time we recorded and then we didn't. And that was for my benefit. My grandfather passed away a couple of weeks ago. So researching ghosts and stuff, which by the way is the topic of today's episode. Oh, right. Yeah. uh, It was a little bit hard for me in that moment. I loved my abuelito very, very much. If you follow us on Instagram, you saw I posted a thing for him. It was absolutely beautiful. But I miss him a lot. (laughs) Yesterday, I got in the kitchen because I just got like this wild hair that I needed to make fresh tortillas. A big core memory I have with my grandpa was he would make sopapillas, which is basically tortilla dough that's been fried up and puffed up. And it's full of like honey and butter. And I remember sitting across the counter from him and he would pull these big puffy sopapillas out of the fryer and rip them open. And they had this smell and he would fill them with butter and honey and I would just be sticky and happy. And they're like deeply, deeply, deeply formative memories of that relationship. And my comp- my relationship with that side of my heritage is complicated, and we won't get into that. But tortillas are, like, just a thing that his parents, his mother, had constantly on the go, on the stove. And they're just a thing that tastes like connection. Oh, I love that. And so I am That's trying to create my best perfectest tortillas and last night i made tortillas for the first time ever that were soft and like rolled successfully and were like pillowy and delicious now i'm already thinking of ways that i can make them a little bit better next time i'm gonna up the lard and the salt just a little bit but they were so 
good. Mm -hmm. And they made me feel so connected. And we were going to go visit him at the end of April. And now that visit is going to be very different. It's going to be spreading his ashes with the family and all that stuff. And as with any family, there's drama and there's beef. There's no room for that at this, of course, because Mm -hmm. this is bigger than that. Um, And I'm, you know, stealing myself for those things in my own ways. (laughs) But I, while I'm like so sad, (laughs) I feel like this thing I've started doing is like he's telling me to. Mm -hmm. And it's like a connection that since I couldn't get to see him again, I get to just have now forever. And so basically every time we run out, I'm just going to make more. That's great. They're not a complicated thing to make. They don't take a lot of time. And they're really, really therapeutic. And there's a lot of ritual about it because like you form the dough with your hands by feel. You form the testales to rest. You roll them out specifically a certain way. You you fry them up by feel. Again, not fry, but like you put them on the comal and you heat them up and you get them all with the spots and the bubbles and they're beautiful. And it's all incredibly tactile. Tortillas are one of those things that you get your hands in. Mm. And you know they're right because of how they feel. That's my favorite kind of cooking. It's so good. Witchcraft cooking. It's so good. And the tools that I use are tools that I got when I was down visiting. Oh. So they're very important to me. And part of me is like, you should have been doing this for a long time. But the other part of me is like, you're doing it now because you need to. So I'm very happy and excited about that process and getting really good at it. Because I feel like that will, I don't know, honor that relationship. Oh, totally. In some way. And it's it's an ongoing connection and reaching out and working with ancestors and that's beautiful and it's tasty yeah (laughs) and this morning i made papa's bowls uh with like onions and green chilies and eggs and i got to reheat some of the tortillas that i made and they were delicious oh numbers yeah what a great way to honor him and connect with him and yeah i just that's magic right there i'm gonna probably fry some up next time yeah make some papillas numbers they're so good (laughs) (laughs) i love you Corey. hey thanks love you yeah well we are talking about ghosts today ghosts we are we're talking about ghosts spirits and souls and shades and yeah and well and is a shade Eh. a soul we have a a lot of (laughs) we have a lot of discussion stuff about this yeah should we head to the library i i think we should okay yeah let's do it let's do it Okay. Okay. First things first. I'm the realist. <laughs> I can't ever say first things first without thinking of that stupid song. Anyway. Uh, 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 resources. History.com. www.sju.edu. SmithsonianMag.com. Medium.com. USI.libguides.com. That one is a list of resources of interesting articles about ghosts and spirits and spirituality. Wow. So I didn't use all of the articles that are on it, but it's full of really interesting stuff. So please check it out. Worldhistory.org, Britannica.com, ghostsandgravestones.com, which is a resource that Dada and I have in common. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and of course, uh, Oscar award winner, Wikipedia. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Of course, live from New York, <laughs> Wikipedia. And mine, ancientorigins.net. Mm. And Patheos by Mortellus, How Do I Protect Myself? Pathos, John Beckett, Alternative to the Three Part Soul. Mm. Patheos. A lot of articles on Patheos. Some a Catholic on the Souls of Animals, Part One. And that one happens to include Evo Domingos, and it's written by Matt Ara, who wrote Psychic Witch. Okay. Which I still have to read. It's sure. in my possession. I need to freaking read it. <laughs> and then last but not least, Pathos, uh, Matt Oren, again, 
Oh, no, this is the one. That one. Matt Oren's Three Souls of the Witch. Oh, okay. Is, and I am not going to go in depth in those, but since I looked at them, I felt the need to talk about it because I'm going to talk about the nine parts of the soul at some point. Awesome. And they have alternates. One so. little preface I'd like to say before I start talking. Yeah. Is that it was incredibly difficult to research this topic because there's like... If you just Google the word ghosts, <laughs> you get the television show ghosts. Which, just, by the way, the sitcom is really funny. I've both, heard it's very good. Both the American and the European version. Oh, well, all right. Yeah. Uh, and then if you just Google ghost, you get Patrick Swayze. Yeah. and Or a band called Ghost. Uh, it It's got to really tailor your search. And there's a lot of resources here. And a lot of them all say the same thing. And some of them say slightly different things or, or dive into different topics. But what I've done here is I've read them and synthesized them into my own sort of understanding. So that's what's up with that. And most of my speech about all of this, I, I want to contribute this that stuff to the library because of the Nine Souls stuff that I want to talk about. But all the other stuff about ghosts, it's all mine mm-hmm. and, and all has been synthesized for years. And so I have no idea. It's... Some of it's going to be my UPG. Some of it's going to be stuff that is, I just know now. And we're going to talk yeah. about personal experiences yeah, we at are. the bonfire. Yes, we are. Spooky. Yeah. So what did you, what were you able to find? Okay, well, first of all, let's talk some definitions, yeah? Let's do it. Ghost. An apparition of a dead person, which is believed to appear or become manifest to the living, typically as a nebulous image. Shade. Definition. A ghost. I wrote a ghost. Lol. Uh, or the underworld. Alternatively, a ghost who lives in the underworld. Spirit. The non-physical part of a person manifested as an apparition after their death. Now that's spirit as pertains to... That's spirit as pertains to, like, ghost discussion. Not like your spirit within you necessarily. Okay. But... In a lot of cultures, uh, the person is two parts, the physical or gross body and the spirit body. So some of those Patheos articles Mm -hmm. will talk about that and how to avoid dualism. Sure. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. Yeah. The uh, etymology of the word ghost (laughs) is complicated and (laughs) large, and I am not going to do it here. I am going to encourage you to go do it especially as pertains to the what's the word i want the especially regarding the adoption of the word ghost by the church re the holy ghost because spirit in latin spiritus means breath it's a whole thing please go look into it it's fascinating i there's not there's not not enough time you know in the world so please go look into it one of the things that I especially loved was this little snippet I read that was, I'm paraphrasing, the concept of the ghost, the apparition, the spirit is a cultural universal. It is across all cultures. There are no cultures that do not have this in some form there must be really it's a like if it does exist we don't know about it oh wow the idea of the afterlife in some form or another and a apparition of a spirit in some form or another is everywhere oh i see what you're saying so you're not saying like everybody oh got it so atheist because i know so many who like do not believe in ghosts do not believe in yeah atheists fine that's fine but like Historically, cultures of the world, mm-hmm. all the world, wow, have a folklore, a mythology, or a belief system surrounding ghosts. That's intense. It's what I think it speaks to is human beings attaining consciousness. Mm. Because the second you have consciousness you begin to wonder what happens when you are no longer and 
like we know, stories explain our reality. So in order to be less afraid or have a deeper understanding of mortality, stories were told about what happens when you die. Yeah. Now, whether or not actually perceiving apparitions influence those stories, I don't know. I wasn't there. (laughs) But ghosts have been discussed around part of belief structures since before we really even can say. Pre-literate cultures have them. So there's this... uh, Oh, I got to turn that... Excuse me, I have to turn the page... There's this Babylonian tablet from about 1500 BCE uh-huh. that has, it's being debated, obviously, because that's what intellectuals and academics do, but it potentially has the earliest ever recording of how to get rid of a ghost, which is fascinating to me. There is a lot of like mm, is it though like mm. but from what i read it doesn't hurt anyone to believe this and it makes me happy so yeah i think it is but it's been around for so long ancient egypt had whole systems of belief yes they do around the afterlife in general and your spirit in like not tangible form necessarily, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, in specific. What I think is the most interesting is the way, no, the level of fear with which this spirit, apparition, ghost, whatever, is the level of fear it is handled with. Because some cultures are like, it is a thing that is to be sympathized with or even pitied. It needs help. And some cultures, it's something frightening and terrible that needs banished. And in some cultures, it's just desperately, desperately sad that this thing has happened, right? In some cultures, it's a blessing to see a spirit manifest of somebody that has passed. In some cultures, it means you buried them wrong. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You didn't pay the proper rights or respects when you buried them or did whatever it is that you do with them. This is a side note. I'm not, it's not really one of my sources, but I think it kind of should be. Okay. Do you remember that show, Expedition Unknown, that I wouldn't shut up about? Yeah. Okay. So Josh Gates did an episode of Expedition Unknown. Well, it's like a series of like four or five episodes about the afterlife and some of the death customs that he was able to witness because he gets access to things that human beings do not get access to. You were saying that. He's amazing. His production team is like full of wizards. Anyway, (laughs) some of the death practices that he got to witness are fascinating to me. Wow. And some would probably call them horrible or frightening, but I think they're beautiful and interesting because I'm not here to tell anybody how to mourn their dead or handle their dead, right? As long as it doesn't, like, make you physically ill or hurt in some way to do this thing, do the thing that makes you feel at peace and them at peace, right? There are so many funerary practices that are designed in such a way that a spirit or apparition will not happen. The point of a lot of funerary practices throughout history are... So that won't happen. <laughs> stay dead. Stay dead, please. Stay stay down, stay out, stay up. Yeah. And away. Uh, stay down in the underworld. Wherever it is that your belief structure says your spirit goes, the burial practices are going to be designed in a way to make sure that happens seamlessly, successfully, and without incident. <laughs> Which I think is so interesting yeah and i it made me think about when we had martellus on and they were talking about how they do the research for the person's belief system so that they can be properly honored in that way which is what the book is all about i was going to bring that up too so uh do i have to wear black (laughs) if you are pagan 
which there are a lot of customs that they talk about in that book that are, I, again, fascinating. I agree with you. And it's something that we don't talk enough about. Yeah. And, there yeah. are two things yeah. I think that people need to talk about more openly, and that is sex and that is death. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. But I just talked a lot. You, so it, you it was all really good stuff. Go ahead and well, jump in. No, my library stuff. No, that's great. I love it. The research I had found mentioned that as far as witchcraft and stuff goes, mm-hmm. the Lesser Key of Solomon talking about demons. Ooh. And I would say after reading the sections on Lesser Key of Solomon, those are probably spirits, not demons. But it brings us to what types of entities stick around afterwards ancestors this is a lot of my upg (laughs) y'all ancestors angry entities earthbound spirits shadows recordings loops are those the same thing or no are Mm. they left after to that point the definition like what the word poltergeist means yeah is loud ghost (laughs) and it is a loud ghost It's true. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's great. I didn't mean to mess up your funky flow. No, 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 no. And we have cords to people sometimes that pass away. And I wonder if maybe you have one with your grandfather. I hope that's okay to say. Probably. And that's also why sometimes spouses will go more quickly after they lose a spouse, depending on their relationship and who they are and as a person. But are ghost fae, are they elementals or deities? It's sometimes hard to discern. And one of and what is a ghost? And what is what are they? And there are a lot of opinions, but one of the ones that I really like are the nine parts of the soul, which is Egyptian. So I'm just gonna run through them very, very quickly. There's the, and I know I'm gonna pronounce these wrong, even though I did work on it. Kat or Ka, which is the body. And they believe, the ancient Egyptians believed that the physical form itself was a part of the human soul hmm. and called this element the kat or the ka. There's ba, the personality. It's perhaps the closest to the ancient Egypts had of the modern idea of the soul. And I'm not going to read everything. This is on Egypt Forward, I think. I, I'll send you the I'll put the correct one in the show notes. There were two of them, and one was written on August 3rd, 2019. Those resources that I'm using, you can find this lots and lots of places. And then there was another one that was exactly the same, same pictures and everything, that was on August 2.20. So I don't (laughs) want to send you that one. There's the Rin, which is the true name, and that's given at birth. And it's the powerful part of the soul with the ability to destroy a person and their soul permanently. So this one is extremely important and you want to keep protected because that's the one that if you destroy, they can't come back. Oof. Kind of like Fred on Joss Whedon, thank you very much, Buffy the Vampire. Oh no, it was on Angel, not Buffy. That makes me think of, there was a woman who, she was a pharaoh, and I can't remember her name now, which is making me angry, but when she died, they tried to scratch her name off of everything. Mm. Mm. I hate which is that. so infuriating. Well, and also that you bury women with their spouses. I don't like that custom. That's not a custom that I approve of. Ka is the vital essence. So the Ka was the vital essence of a person, person which distinguished between life and death. This one I'm really going to pronounce wrong. Shu Yet, which is the shadow. Okay. Ancient Egypt. Egyptians believed that the shadow was the actually a part of a person's soul. It was ever present and they believed it contained a part of what makes each individual unique. Like the literal shadow? Like sewed to your feet like Peter Pan shadow? I don't think so. I think it's part of your soul. That's just what they called it. Mm. Be cool if it was your shadow. It would be. JB, the heart. Just as many people still believe today, the ancient Egyptians saw the heart as the home of human emotions. It was considered to be the center of thought as well as intention. Ak, or Iku, the immortal self. The bird. Yeah. The Ak was a magical combination of the elements of Ba and Ka, which represented the enlightened immortal being after death. So is that the ghost? Is that what when you see or interact with a ghost that you 
would be interacting with. And this goes to what you you were saying. The magical unification of Ba and Ka would only be possible if the correct funerary rites were observed and, and performed. to your point about Ak, there are a lot of cultures that view the spirit as a bird. Oh, yeah. Like a ton. Yeah. And when a bird comes to visit you afterwards, or lots of animals. There are a lot of animal interactions that supposedly represent the soul. The rabbit is one of them, actually. Excellent point that I forgot to mention that I wrote down, which is that a lot of mythology, folklore, and like the information we have and the way we think of them now, when it comes to ghosts, comes from animism and ancestral Mm -hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Ancestor worship. Yep. So that is great and good and cool and rad. Yeah. And the Ak, uh, going back to that, yes, I agree with you. It is great and rad. The Ak was also the aspect of the soul which could reconnect through loved ones by appearing to them in their dreams. So is that the ghost that we're seeing? Sahu, the judge and spiritual body, the Sahu was actually a further aspect of the Ak. As soon as the soul had been deemed worthy of entering the afterlife, the Sahu would separate from all the other forms of soul. Much like modern ideas about ghosts and the Sahu was said to haunt those who had wronged a person in life and protect those who the soul had loved. So is that the ghost you're seeing? And by the way, that those are not my words. The this is the nine parts. This is this is where my research mostly is contained, everyone. And then the sec sech sechem or sechem, life energy. The sechem was another element of the ak, and not much is known about it but it was considered a kind of life energy of the soul and it was present in the afterlife after judgment had been passed on the soul. Hmm. And those are the nine aspects. And I really like that. And I believe, I think Mortellus teaches a class on the nine parts of the soul. I think it's incredibly fascinating and I like it as an option to the three parts of a soul, the witches, three parts of the soul, which are the upper, the middle and the lower being. I I just find this much I don't know I relate to this hmm. one more so that's all my that's all my library were the types of ghost and this nine parts of the soul that I wanted to talk about because I think I think how do we work with ghosts and different ways to work with them I think that's bonfire talk don't you yeah oh I did, did see I did see a fascinating thing that was like any work you do with spirit is necromancy yeah <laughs> yeah Mortellus would say that which for I thought sure. was really cool because. You know, people think necromancy is creepy. I know, which I just don't understand since we do death magic constantly. Like every I did day. it yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I've been doing it for two weeks. Any ancestor work, we talk to, you know, as a loved one and say, oh, I remember when they did that. I miss you. You mm-hmm. just like say that and you invoke them. Yep. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about ghost experiences. I am so ready. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, so we have some personal experiences. Yes. How do you how do you work with them? How do I work with yeah. them? Yeah, do you work with them? No, you don't. They I just... mean, not really. I like I've said I I work with my mm-hmm. my grandma when I do my plants, mm-hmm. and now apparently I work with my grandpa Aww. when I make tortillas every week, uh, or every time we run out because they're very very good. They sound good. They're so fluffy, uh, but I don't I don't intentionally work with ghosts mm-hmm. or like invoke spirit of any kind some people do yeah and talk to them and medium mediums do and i don't but yeah i i do intentionally work with some of them sometimes but most of the stuff that i get is unbidden (laughs) it's it's i get visited a lot i have a really good barometer for when a place is haunted Mm -hmm. my favorite story is one time (laughs) uh my ex showed me a picture. This is when we were together. I mean, he showed me a picture of a house, and I looked at it and I went, "That's a very haunted house." Mm. He was like, "How can you possibly tell that?" And I was like, "That's a haunted house. You can feel it." And he was like, "How do you know?" And I was like, "What's the address of that house?" And we looked it up, and it's one of the most haunted houses in America. <gasps> and he didn't know that. And I was wow. like, "That house is haunted. I don't even have to be in it to know that." Yeah, you can feel that energy. Yeah, popping out there. My friend's apartment has a, has a ghost. And a lot of people believe that ghosts haunt people, not places. And other people believe the other way they haunt places, not people. I think it could be yeah. either. 
Uh, I know people work with pendulums and I've, I've worked with pendulum before and I've started working with a spirit board and my guide with the spirit board, which we still have to do. I unintentionally did it with a mirror, which I've already talked about on the mirror episode. And I know some people do it with crystals and just through meditations. Most of mine show up in dreams or meditations. Right on. I have two major <laughs> ghost experiences. Ghost stories. One is benign. Okay. At the house I grew up in, we moved into it when I was like five or six. It had a ghost. And it was a fella, probably in his 50s. And he just walked around. He liked he liked to stand at the end of the hallway and guess where my bedroom was. At the end of the yes. hallway? Uh, sometimes he would stand at the end of my mom's bed. And he was very kind, and apparently anytime she felt like she was going to freak out or yell, he would put his finger up to his lips and go, shh. Like, <gasps> not in a scary, creepy way, but just in a, like, hey, calm down kind of way. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. And I would occasionally see him coming back to bed after, like, getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or something. Which, when you're little, you're like, this is a very scary moment. But he wasn't a scary being. He wasn't, when, like, a scary guy. When you say see them, did you see them in mind's eye or in the physical world? Oh, no, world. he was there. Yeah. Can you describe it I wouldn't it have a been able bit? to touch him. Right. Like, he was see-through-y. Oh, that's what I was wondering. But he was there. I, I, was, I was like, corporeal is not the right word. <laughs> yeah, he was 100% there. Yeah. But he wasn't, like, tangible. But he was, mm-hmm. I could see him. He was there. So. Wow. Yeah, but he was very benign. He was very chilled out. The apartment I lived in, in Lower Queen Anne, was deeply fucking haunted. Really? <laughs> yeah, the building used to be a hotel. Mm. And it was like a gajillion years old. And it was so haunted. It would knock things over all the time. And finally, I had to sit down with it and be like, can we be chill, please? Like, can we please? Please? We will live here a year, two tops. Please calm down. <laughs> like, can we just cohabitate? Stop throwing my cleaning supplies on the floor. Mm-hmm. I need them. It was definitely a conversation. It was like, what do you want? Like, what do you need from me? Because <laughs> it wasn't like mean yeah but it was irritating as hell and they were probably irritated by something or or not even aware yeah that could happen sometimes too so i definitely that was the conversation we had uh but the i have one scary ghost okay okay scary ghost encounter this was one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me in my whole life so i went to college in bellingham and i was (laughs) depressed and I liked to go for a drive. I go for a drive when I'm feeling upset or I need to process things. I love to go for a drive. And there's something, I don't know, liberating and, and good about being on the road. I agree. It's very good. And I can scream along the radio or I can just scream and nobody can hear me and it's great. But there's a place on Chuckanut that is like a pull-off, like, mm-hmm. a, like a viewpoint or whatever. But it's far enough away from houses that you can get out of your car and scream at the bay. Oh, wow. Which I would do. I would go up there and I would smoke and I would scream. <laughs> that sounds really awesome. It's don't smoke, kids. Oh yeah, because it, oh you, you smoked. Oh smoke. You never smoke. really quit. Mm-hmm. Is the problem. And so I'd go up there and I would make bad choices and I would scream at the bay. And one time, I was driving up to my screaming spot, and I remember I was listening to Reefer Madness the musical <laughs> soundtrack and I was singing along, and a woman in white. <sighs> came up out of the ditch on the right side of the road into the road and I had to swerve around and I thought it was a person at first like a person person like a person who had been injured or something I thought so much that it was a person that I went forward about I drove for like 15 seconds and pulled off and called 911 Oh, my gosh. Because I thought it was a person. Oh, wow. I looked behind me, and there was no one there. And I never heard back from the ambulance guys to, like, hear if there was somebody there. And I know now because it wasn't a person. Oh. And I know because I was so scared that instead of doing what I normally do, which is drive up to my screaming spot, turn around, and come back, I drove did not stop Mm -hmm. went all the way into mount vernon got on the freeway and came back up because i did not want to drive by that spot wow and i still remember exactly where it happened because my mom and i went for a drive up there a couple weeks ago 
and it was the day after we stopped living in your basement, actually. Oh, wow. So that Saturday, we were like, we need to get the fuck out of here. So we went for a drive, <laughs> and we were driving, and I know exactly where it is. We were driving up Chuckana, and I went, and that's where I had the scariest moment of my fucking life. Wow. <laughs> because a woman in white is a frightening ghost, and they're in a lot of different cultures. A lot of different cultures have one. It's usually a woman who has been grievously wronged or, or had a horrible tragedy, and is usually some kind of harbinger mm. of something terrible happening. Mm. It was a very, very scary thing. That sounds a little bit scary. It I'm has not, not happened lie. since. And it's not even so much that she was scary looking. I thought she was hurt. I thought yeah. it was a person who was hurt. Mm-hmm. The like farther away from it I got, the more I was like, these are the reasons why that couldn't have been a person. There's nowhere down there to come up from. Wow. That person was not dirty in the way that you would be after coming out of the ditch on Chuckanut. Spooky, spooky. But even more than that, there was this like, my guts were, my guts were upset for like days afterwards. But like, I was so, my body knew something was horribly, horribly fucking wrong. Wow. Before my brain knew that something was horribly, horribly wrong, my body knew. And it was so scary. <laughs> you know, Chuckanut's an old road. It used to be the freeway. Yeah. So, like, all manner of ghosts could be on Chuckanut Drive. And it's a beautiful drive, it's everyone, beautiful if you ever... Drive. But it can be... It's curvy and steep. It's and scary. It, it, yeah. I saw... <laughs> Uh, I saw a very funny TikTok. I'm paraphrasing it, but basically it was like, on a scale of one to depressed, how close are you to going on a drive up Chuckanut? Oh, no way. And I was like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you come for me what? in this very specific manner? Do not look at me like that. How dare you? But yeah, that is the scariest ghost interaction I've ever had. Wow. Do not recommend. I find it interesting that... So many people have scary, scary ghost stories, and I keep thinking I'm not doing something right. <laughs> uh, most of mine are totally benign. Yeah. That's the I, only one I have that's scary. I, I, the only, I have a, there's something that scared me, but the ghosts were not scary. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it was one of my first, oh, I know this is a ghost moment. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was nine years old and we were driving up an old dirt road here in Washington, actually, before I lived here. We were visiting relatives that Whereabouts? lived here. I wish I remembered. I I wasn't nine, actually. I was six. I was six. Well, and you definitely don't remember where. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, sh- I should probably ask my mom because I bet she remembers where they lived. But it was, I think it must have been the peninsula or something like that. A lot of spooky old dirt roads on the peninsula, especially back in the day. Yeah. And let's see, I was six and nine, (laughs) depending on whatever that was in the 70s, y'all. So it was a while ago. And we were driving along and I all of a sudden just got a huge vision of this couple who'd just been married and they were coming down and a tree fell and decapitated them. And there was blood everywhere and then Scary. people who came and found them. And, and the scene played out in my head like snap. It, w- it was just like the whole thing Sad. that probably, yeah, was over about nine hours of their death and people finding them and taking care of them right after. Yeah, right after they'd gotten married. That, it, But it happened in seconds for me. And I was young enough that I wasn't scared yeah, I mean, that scared me, well, but I wasn't sure. scared enough to say, and it was Uncle Chester. I do, Uncle Chester, has anybody ever died on this road? He goes, you know, that's so funny that you say that. And he tells me the story of this young married couple that got married and everything that happened. And he was one of the people in my vision that I think the ghost spirits gave me that day. I And for what purpose? I have no idea. Just to let me know, yeah, you're kind of in touch with this. And described it exactly. And there's no way I could have known. And that was... Not when you're little. Yeah. And those are one of the touchstone places. I've had a lot of moments since then that every once in a while I doubt myself. You know that therapist call that you make? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are these ghosts? Am I crazy? Or no. And and that's one of those touchstone moments that I go, no, that that 
happened. That was not me. Yes, ghosts are real, whatever that means, or that vision of that spirit and that energy that got left there on that road. Because he also said, he goes, it happened right here. This is where it happened. And which as a kid, I was like, let's get out of here now because I don't want a tree falling and decapitating me. So that's, that's my scariest one. My other ones are just like, I have, I have relatives visit me. I have animals visit me. We had, I think I've already told this story on the podcast before, when the girls were teenagers, we had a ghost, her name was Kathy in our old house. The kids, like, none of my family loved that house that we lived in for 23 years. I freaking adored it. And it was, and all of the kids told me later, it wasn't just Kathy, there's just creepy stuff there. And you just dealt with it better than everybody else. (laughs) It's just like, it was a creepy house. It was, it was a haunted house. There were lots of entities that hung around in that area. And that's why sometimes I like go, really? We didn't know Kathy. That was not a person hanging on to me. That was an entity that was in that house. <laughs> My wife's mom hangs around all the fucking time. So Corey was here at our house when something very traumatic for my wife happened. Corey was working up in the kitchen and Tammy reached up to grab something and a shelf of Waterford glasses, which is the only thing she inherited from her mom, oh, happened. God. And because she'd collected them from the time she was a kid. That was a bad moment. It was a bad moment. We saved some of them and other ones I'm going to turn into bells and some crystals and pendulums and stuff like that because they're absolutely beautiful. But she and her mom had a really fraught relationship. (laughs) I don't know if Corey and her mom felt it, but boy, was Nancy there then. She was there. She was talking. She And she, like, on multiple occasions, I've been like, I don't know what you want. I don't know why you keep hanging around. Sometimes she answers and sometimes she doesn't. And I don't know if she needs forgiveness from Tammy, which is probably never going to happen. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So it's been really interesting having conversations with her. And the reason that I know I'm not making that one up is we visited after she had passed away we went to the mausoleum where she was buried for the very first time and Tammy went in to find out where it was and I saw and this is uh, also lots of my stuff is mind's eye Mm -hmm. a lot of it this one was I saw what looked like a solid being sitting in the front and I took a breath because I could feel that it wasn't and I said hi Nancy and she turned around And she said, here, I'll take you up. (laughs) And so I followed her up. And this was the most uh, solid ghost I have ever seen. And we went right to where she was buried. And I was standing there. And Tammy came back in and went, how did you find that? And I said, we'll talk about it later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I have thought about trying to be a medium, like on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. like be that connection piece i don't think i could ever do that i yeah i mad ups to people who do but i could not i think my problem is i just i get so scared of being wrong (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i do i totally get scared of being wrong what if i tell them something wrong or worse what if i'm right and they just didn't like know something i have passed messages on along before but i don't like we know the millennial medium kate like yeah. actually uh, does that. I, I talk to spirits like every, every day, probably. <laughs> I just, and sometimes they affect my life and I work with them and I find out things and stuff. But Kate actually talks to other people and relays messages to other people and hmm. does that whole medium thing. So if you're looking for somebody like that, I trust her. I like her a lot. <laughs> and not just because she's another musical theater geek. Hey, we like you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is just, I'm a barometer. Most mostly, mm-hmm. that's like what manifests in my life the most is just I can tell immediately. Wow! If there is something haunted in a house or a place, that's kind of cool. It's really annoying to people. <laughs> Every once in a while, my mom will be on a drive and I'll be like, "Oop, that place fucking haunted." <laughs> She's like, "Corey, <laughs> stop it! Don't tell me that." <laughs> or she'll look at it and she'll go, "Yeah, that tracks." <laughs> because <laughs> uh we're both fairly sensitive to that she saw that ghost all the time too in the house that we grew up in oh did she mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is why i always don't i never feel like i'm crazy 
telling my mom about yeah. a ghost because she's like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Or, wow, that sounds frightening. Or, wow, that sounds interesting. But she always does believe me when I say a place is haunted. Most of my friends believe me now when I say a place is haunted because they're like, yeah, she just knows. <laughs> I think the energy of ghosts and spirits and... It's incredibly specific. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's, whether it's uh, angry or benign or ambivalent to your presence, like, there's a very... It's kind of like how all nursing homes have the same smell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I grew up... My mom has been a nurse since I can remember. And she worked at a nursing home. And I would always walk there after school. And, like, the smell of nursing home is universal. Yeah. And it's very specific. And I just have to smell it and go, oh, God, Christ, I'm, I'm, I'm transported. My gosh, I wonder if that has anything to do with our ability to, because my mom's a nurse too. I am certain I had experiences at that place that looking back, I'm like, I don't know that that person was there. So that's the thing I have to unpack a tiny little piece yeah. at a time. Yeah. No, <laughs> Not on the air. And, but like, I feel like in the same way that nursing homes have a smell, ghosts have a, like a vibe. Yeah. That energetic field. Yeah. And I think the n- negative, whatever that means. I know that the Witch of Wonderless and the Annabelle Margaret just did a, they got rid of a ghost. And I have never, and that's why why I said, I, I've never had that type of experience where I felt like I've needed to get rid of, or where they've been a vampire sucking my energy. Mm. And maybe that's because I have so many protection wards against that anyway from real people uh, that I set up every single month. In yeah. my, I really do. Yeah. I've gotten rid of ghosts before. Have you? Mm-hmm. But not because I was like, get the fuck out. Mostly because I was like, would you like to leave? I've never gotten a yes answer on that. Do you know what's awesome, too, is like I do a lot of you all know this by now. I do a lot of intuitive magic stuff that just feels right in the mm-hmm. moment. So I do it. And almost every time I've had to get rid of something in an apartment or something, it's like, do you want to leave? Wow. And they go, yeah. And I just, (laughs) I just open a window or a door and fan them out. Huh. It's and like, I'll be like, I'll like think to myself, do you need anything first? Like, do you need a smell? Do you need a, do you need a food? Do you need a drink? What do you want? And then I just. Wow. Fan them out and they go away. That's intense. Well, <laughs> if I feel like people make a lot of assumptions, yeah, about spirits. Yeah, I think they do too. And you know, the horror movies, the evolution. Not everybody, but yeah. One of my resources is a really great article about the evolution of the horror story: re ghosts. Hmm. And I think that the horror story of ghosts has made people think that ghosts are scary all the time, forever. When really, I think a lot of ghosts barring like the really tragic places like sanitariums and stuff like that they just nobody's asked them Mm. yeah nobody's said hey do you want to (laughs) go or do you need anything or do you want to stay or are you cool that we're here like we can't go anywhere right now but apparently neither can you like can we cohabitate i think there are lots of safe ways to do that and i think if you if you are a person who's had a bad experience and have had to banish a ghost or whatever i'd i would love to hear i've just i have never had that and i've had tons and tons and tons of experience with them i'll tell you one more story okay and a lot of my ghosts by the way appear in the daytime Hmm. and sometimes i'll mostly mind's eye sometimes i'll get ripples like the matrix kind of (laughs) stuff and i remember the first time i got the ripple i was like Oh my god, I'm in the matrix. <laughs> so, and it was near the willow trees where I got the the supplies for the wand that we need oh, to make. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One I I had a very uh, Okay, trigger warning, some maybe some trauma stuff around alcohol. So my dad was an alcoholic and he would get violent. Sure. And my mother was a nurse and for most of my life she worked nights and we were living in a place called Council, Idaho. And he got really drunk one night and came home and I was scared. Sure. Which I was getting older. He had never touched me, but he touched other people and he died before, I think probably right before he started getting physical with me. Sure. But I witnessed a lot. So I was starting to get scared. So I left. I snuck out 
while he went to the kitchen to get more alcohol and went up to the hospital where my mom was working and said, I really just, I can't. And I told her what was happening. She said, okay. And they found me a spare bed. I saw this woman come into my room who I had known from the church that we went to in this, it's still so vivid. And I realized it was my mind's eye, but it was a little bit more physical than, again, like a lot of them. And I was younger as well. And this gorgeous blue top, long black hair, pale skin, this mini skirt, you know, all the things that my mother told me to never do. And she I knew her sons and she had talked to me and said, I just want you to tell my sons and she said their names that I loved them because I don't think they know and I think their dad's going to tell them other things. Would you just do that for me when you see them? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I will. And it did not go well. It went fine with the boys. They believed me. Oh, no. We were in fourth grade. But the dad got wind of it and came to our house and was pissed off. And he was so angry with her. She had been driving in Council Idaho and was really angry. And she and her husband had had a fight. And she had this cute little convertible and she hit some gravel going 120 I guess is what the report finally said and she went flying out and just her body was completely her her real body was not in good shape when they when they found her and that's and that's the kind of stuff sometimes that'll happen to me but most of the time it's people I know or animals that I've known or animals that I've seen around that kind of and I I enjoy that I enjoy the work I enjoy communicating with spirits do you enjoy it yeah i mean i love connection yeah kind of just in general big fan uh that's something i'm working on in therapy and with the people in my life you know who you are Mm -hmm. and just like connecting like that's very important to me and i actually my dream i have a dream someday i'll be able to fund this dream to go on a spooky road trip of the United States. Oh, how fun. I want to go to places. Oh, it's, it's a cryptid road trip, technically. But it's also just a spooky road trip. I want to go to like haunted houses and haunted places and ghost towns. And I want to visit supernatural places. I'd love that. I, really I, badly. I, I, would, I would go on that with you. I really badly want to go on that. And like I want to... I already have family near Wallawa Lake. So I would obviously make a stop there because the Wallawa Lake monster right cryptid and also joseph is just a beautiful place and i want to go it's in oregon thank you uh it's where my uh mom's sister lives and i love visiting there i've only been a couple times once or twice maybe uh but it's beautiful Mm. and it's quiet and it's only accessible like nine months of the year because when it gets snowed in it gets (gasps) real snowed in wow very stephen king well it's very in a valley between huge fucking mountains Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh it's very isolated but it's very sweet I want to go to Point Pleasant for the Mothman. Oh, yeah. I want to go to the Winchester Mystery House. I want to go to Jersey for the Jersey Devil. I want to go a lot of places along the Appalachian Mountain Range. I want to do that. I do like, not want to go to the Winchester House. That one freaks me out. I have my to be honest. My best friend and her wife went there. Really? And, and they said that it's rad and creepy, but also like it's become so touristy that the like scary vibes are gone. Oh, wow. Yeah, new energy coming into a place and lot and mass. Yeah, there's a gift shop for God's sake. <laughs> so, oh man, I also I have a lot of feelings about the Winchester Mystery House. Really? Yeah, there's a part of me, and again, this is something that makes me happy to believe and hurts no one. Part of me is like, what if she was just bored as shit? and had more money than she knew what to do with and was into spooky stuff and nobody understood her and she was just like fine watch me make this weird fucking house as like a big sort of prank i guess or just like a what are you gonna do about it kind of thing there's like there's something about that to me that's like really powerful and good but there's no evidence to back that up that's just something i feel I think if I had a lot of money, maybe I'd do that. No, I'd give it all away. I would do weird shit if I had that kind of money. I mean, I would like pay off my student loans and I'd make sure everybody I love has a house and no student loans. Oh my God, student loans. But I also would probably do weird shit. I would do weird. I would have like the weirdest garden. It'd be weird. The whole thing would be weird. 
There'd be weird additions to my house. There'd be, it'd be so weird. I'd be so weird. <laughs> probably for the best. I don't have a time. I could talk about this all day. Oh, yeah, so for many sure. Stories. We should, probably should go. This is going to be a long one. This is a long one. This is one of the longest ones we've had in a while. So yeah, I hope sorry, you guys. stuck to it, everyone. Should we maybe call it and do some sparks yeah and if okay. and and uh everybody if you want more ghost stories let us know and we'll do a part two and if you're like no thank you that was plenty we're done <laughs> no, no problem and if you want to tell us some ghost tell stories us your ghost oh stories. my gosh i live for that shit I tell me know. everything oh i love that well yeah let's send up some sparks okay my spark this week is Black Sun Herbiary and Akamara Tarot. They're like the same website. Please check them out. Please, please do it. Black Sun Herbiary. Herbiary. This place does custom incense blends as well as house incense blends. There are classes on how to create your own deck. There are oils. There is business consulting. There is... I can't possibly extol the virtues of this website enough. Please, please, please go check them out. Incredible energy coming off of these folks. Like, beautiful stuff obviously great reviews please please go especially if you love incense the incense powders and sticks and candles and oils and please go check them out what's their website akamaratarot.com a-k-a-m-a-r-a tarot.com it's so good please go check it out please 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 awesome (laughs) I don't have anything else to say. Just please go look at them. Cool. I want to spend my whole paycheck there. I'll have to go and look. It's not coming up for me right now because it's just not. So, yeah. Well, I have a weird one, but not one that's going to be hard for you to make a tile about. (laughs) I promise. Okay. Hashtag witchcrafts on Instagram. I love witchcrafts. It's, It's with an S. So that you can look around. I am just really into right now. I'm trying to create my first copper piece for my hair that is witchy and spiritual. I have done copper work on my wands, and and but I've never really created copper jewelry or copper hair things. And I really, really want to. I actually had ordered some copper hair pieces to put my hair up from a woman in Ukraine. And of course, I haven't received them because shortly after that, they were invaded. And it's not something that I'm going to go, well, I want my money back. No, we can wait. (laughs) Yeah, we can wait or never have it. And I put her on my Facebook page because she's now making downloadable digital support Ukraine and is supporting Ukraine army with that or herself. And she's in a place where they're getting bombed. Jeez. Yeah, I know. So I thought, I'm going to I'm gonna make my own. And I started looking stuff up. And I ran across the hashtag witchcrafts on Instagram. And there are so many projects I want to do now. I, it is inspiration it is, fodder for sure. Oh, my gosh. I like, and I got some inspiration for some spells I want to do. I uh, definitely peruse that hashtag pretty frequently. I have posted things before that mm-hmm. use that hashtag, mm-hmm. but it is uh, it is it is so inspiring, especially if you find yourself in kind of a rut, like between projects, yeah. and you need to feel inspired again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Amazing. That's my spark. I love it. I could talk about ghosts with you all day long. Oh my gosh. We might have to do that again. Tell more ghost stories. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Well, but until next time. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget. You are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Twitter at Bonfire Babble and Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. 
Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.